Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today, as I always am, because I have a great guest for you. I, I um, you know, it's so funny. I always wonder if I'm going to be able to find really good people to come on the podcast, but you know, that just never seems to be a problem. There's so many amazing folks in Northwest Arkansas that make up this special place that a lot of us call home. For those of you that are listening to this that actually physically live here, that there's no shortage of really good people to bring on the podcast. And certainly my guest today is no exception. And that gentleman that is joining me today is someone that I actually just connected with about a month and a half ago. And we'll tell you the whole story through this episode. But I, uh, without further ado, I want to welcome Ola Atalola, who is the founder of Asami Tees, to the episode to I Am Northwest Arkansas. 
And if you are a tea drinker or you like, if you like hot tea in the morning or, or you just like tea in general and you've been drinking Lipton tea all your life, this is the episode for you because we are about to dispense with some amazing tea knowledge from this in- individual that has so much experience in this area. And I really want to encourage you, certainly as you listen, to consider trying out Asami teas. And I'll give you my take on it uh, later on in the episode. But without further ado, Ola, welcome to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing today? Good, Randy. Nice to uh, finally be able to join uh, you on this uh, show and uh, to be able to talk about Ashami. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Yeah. And I, I guess I should, I should, yeah, I should, should say it's, it's spelled A-S-A-M-I, but it sounds like there's an H there between the, with the S. So it's like Ashami T. So, but listen, I'd love for you to give your superhero origin story to our listeners so they can learn a little bit more about who, who Ola Atalola is. Absolutely. Yes. So Life started for me back in Nigeria. So originally from Nigeria, moved to the state a while ago. Went to college in North Carolina where I studied food science. I did uh, food science and technology back in North Carolina. So I've been working in the food industry for the past probably uh, 15, 16 years now. Worked in different specialty food industry, uh, you know, like... um, canning, you know, meat industry, you know, frozen food, uh, did restaurants and dairy, so to name a few. So I've always viewed, you know, all the opportunities as a learning opportunity for me to be able to utilize that food knowledge that I have and the passion I have and the culture and the tradition of, uh, you know, coming from Africa to be able to explore wellness from nature, not just, you know, preparing food that are uh, you know, all chemical based and, uh, you know, <laughs> made in the lab or things like that. So that natural occurring food that is beneficial for your health is always what I try to, you know, instill. So I believe, you know, building that opportunity with uh, the farmers also. So that's I got into uh, the uh, Ashami. You know, even before we have customers, Ashami started working with uh, farmers long, long time ago. About 2016 is when we started. So worked with the farmers for the first four years. And uh, in 2020, summer of 2020 is when we started, you know, launch online. And so fast forward a little bit. So after college, I started working with those uh, other companies that I've been working with. And I decided to, you know, venture out to also started my company which I'm the founder of Ashami, as you talk, talked about. Um, we moved to Northwest North Arkansas in 20, 2014. Yes, 2014. Uh, it, I dreaded a little bit, you know, coming to Northwest Arkansas. because um, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I had to go look at the map and like, where is Northwest Arkansas? <laughs> so after I, you know, read a little bit more about Northwest, Northwest Arkansas, we decided to move to Northwest Arkansas. So far, so good. We we love it, and uh, we we continue to you know grow and enjoy every bit of everything that Northwest Arkansas has to has to offer. Well, I love that, and and you guys came the same year that I've actually relocated here, and so I uh, it's kind of nice to talk to somebody that's been here around the same amount of time that I have, and so I certainly want to ask you this question before we move on. If if in like 
knowing what you know now, would it have been an easier decision for you to make to move here back in 2014? Yes, because um, back then I did not know anything about Northwest Arkansas. So your show is actually a great one to have because I've been able to learn quite a bit from, you know, listening to some of the people that came on the show about what to do, what to expect, where to go and where to be and uh, what to do around this area. So back then I didn't know anything about Northwest Arkansas. So I even, I mean, I, I read about it. I looked around. We don't have anybody here. So uh, the first couple of years, it was like, what am I doing in this place? <laughs> like, I want to go back to Atlanta. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so that, that was very, very hard to move and to stay here for some time. But over time, we, we, we develop, you know, interest and find things to do, build a family and start the business. So it's, it has changed. So, yes. That's good. That's good. Now, so, okay, originally from Nigeria. You went to school in North Carolina. When did the entrepreneurial bug hit you? When did you say, you know what, I could, whether, regardless that, it, that you decided to start a tea company, when did you realize that, you know what, I could actually start my own business? What, what kind of, how did you connect those dots and what led you to that idea that you wanted to start your own business? Well, uh, you know, flashback to, uh, you know, living in uh, Nigeria. I mean, we had our own farm. We, we grow crops and we rear our own animals. So, I've always into into farming and you know agricultural product. And when we you know grow things like you know corn, which is maize, and the, 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 that's what we call it, <laughs> and um, you know vegetables and things like that. Whatever we produce, uh, we are able to process it and also sell what we are able to sell. So that I had a little bit of idea back then. But at the same time, also the processing of things that we get from the farm. It's, it was very hard for us to be able to maintain it because we don't have any preservatives or any storage facilities to be able to store those products. So what we harvest tends to go to waste over time. So that's another reason why I decided to go into food science. And, you know, going to the business did not occur to me until, you know, the last six years, like I talked about, because one of the reasons was, you know, I talked about uh, in during the career program, which we'll probably get to is, um, yeah, I know how to make food. I'm a food scientist, food technologist, but I don't know how to sell anything. <laughs> so I had to learn how to you know, sell things and what goes into that process of selling things. Uh, even though I have that little knowledge while I was little, uh, you know, getting things from the farm and selling it. But, you know, it's, it's a different ballgame having your own business. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And so was tea kind of like a natural place for you to start? Or did you also consider other opportunities before you started the tea? I did consider other opportunities before I decided to go into tea. I mean, initially I wanted to, you know, do other beverages, you know, do bottling of, uh, you know, a biscuit drink. Colloquially, anything that is infused in water, it's, it's, we call it tea. But technically, anything that is Camonia senesis uh, plant is what is actually tea. So, but um, we drink a lot of hibiscus, uh, which is, you know, if, if you, uh, we call it sorio, you know, people from the island will call it uh, sorio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we call it zobo back in Nigeria. Uh, so we consume a, a lot of that. So I initially started that, but the capital to do a ready to drink bottling was uh, very expensive. And um, 
it it was just labor intensive and you know capital to start up that. So tea came to my mind because you know we've always drink tea in our culture. You know when you go and visit anybody in Africa, tea is one of the things that they will present you. You know for you know breakfast, dinner, or you know lunch. So and I looked around when I came into the states a long time ago. Like you know all I see, like you talked about earlier, is Lipton. <laughs> You know, the, that commodity tea is what you see around uh, the cheap tea. That's what you see that when you, you know, brew it once, you just like the flavor is gone and you're not getting much benefit from it. So I couldn't find all the, the tea that we drink and had to, you know, look into, you know, what can I do to help put the, the continent on the map? Because I couldn't find any of the tea that we drink back home here. Uh, other than the commodity tea that I talked about. So tea naturally came to mind after I thought about it. Yes. And did you, how, was it hard for you or difficult for you to start cultivating those relationships with local farmers where you get your tea? Because I think that's another part of your story that's really interesting. I know we've had another guest on the podcast and his name is John Allen. And John and his wife started Onyx Coffee. And one of John's big things is that he knows all the growers of his coffee, of the coffee beans that he roasts. And so he goes over there. And when I say over there, I mean, he goes over to different parts of the world where these coffee growers are to inspect what they're growing and to build relationships with them. How hard was that for you to establish those relationships with the tea growers and those that provided the ingredients that make up your great tea? Yes, that, that's a great question. So uh, it, it, it I mean, the first four years before we had our customer, we, we used that time to, you know, travel back and forth and, you know, develop a, a good relationship with those farmers that we want to work with. Initially, it was very hard because, you know, knowing the farm, the estate that the tea comes from and trying to do business with them was a challenge because most of those farmers, they don't have any experience in exporting anything into the state. And they don't know the requirements. So you had to work with them and help them develop all the necessary paperwork, documents, and things like that. And make sure you also, you know, develop a good quality program and food safety program with them. Now, after you've lived with you know, the, the farmers for some time, you know what they need, how, they, how you can help them. Um, you know, sleep with them, uh, eat in their house and see uh, the condition of their house and uh, you know, travel to their farm with them, see the way they are plucking teas and how, you know, how it's labor intensive and how is, uh, you know, it's all, and everything is done by hand. It's, there's no equipment or anything like that. So, you know, this is a real hard work. So you want to give back to them. You want to help them. So that, you know, really hit home, you know, because I, like I said earlier, I've worked on the farm before too. I know how that, how, how hard that is. So, it's uh, to answer your question. It's it was initially very hard trying to find the the farmers you have to work with, and then putting all the politics aside because you know it, just like in Kenya, everything is controlled. All the tea is controlled by the government, uh, just like the cocoa industry in Ghana or agriculture is all controlled by the government. But we you, we didn't want to get into that politics, so we went and you know the the small orders farmers, the small smaller farmers is who we wanted to work with the independent farmers, so that we bypass all the politics and just focus on who we want to work with directly. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that, you know, like I said, I mean, people don't, it's hard to appreciate. It's hard to appreciate that, that there's so much back work that goes into, you know, establishing those relationships and developing, developing them over time. And especially, I mean, Africa is a large continent, right? And there are, there are different types of specialty tea throughout the continent. So, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've had your work cut out for you throughout this process of getting a shami tea off the ground. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, East Africa, for example, you know, when you look at it right now, I just posted, we just posted something today on our web, uh, on our Instagram page or in social media about all the natural disaster going on. So, you know, the tropical storm Anna just happened about, uh, you know, about a week ago. And we've been in contact with people, you know, our farmers in, uh, in, Rwanda, in Rwanda, in Malawi, and, you know, all the southern part of Africa, sorry, uh, southern part of Africa, and see what's going on, how they are coping with the, the natural disaster that is going on over there, you know, flooding and issues that is going on over there. Currently, they destroy some farms, uh, you know, the bridge in between Malawi that they go through to get to their farms and things like that. It was destroyed. So... Yes, it's a tough situation trying to, you know, work with them, but it gives me a bit more uh, fulfillment wanting to know where, for me, wanting to know where the food that I eat comes from is always a thing for me, know what is added into that food and uh, be able to know what is, you know, I put in my body. I know most people are doing that also currently and uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing to be able to help those farmers. Yeah, you know, and it's funny you say that because you're absolutely right. I remember getting a lesson on tea. And and for those of you, the uninitiated, when we think of tea, and again, I'm, I'm being funny, and I'm, I'm not picking on Lipton, but like a Lipton tea bag, if you look at that, you cut that tea bag open and pour it out, it's just ground up. It's almost indecipherable for you to tell exactly what it is that you're steeping in your hot water. But now you compare that to and I've seen this with other tea companies that, you know, pride themselves on the quality ingredients, but the ing- ingredients that Ashami includes in their teas, you know, these are whole pieces of different spices and, and, and a little bit of everything that makes up their tea. And you can visibly see that when you look at their mesh tea bags, which, by the way, are compostable and are environmentally friendly. So, so as not to create extra waste. You know, when you throw that tea bag away, you don't have to worry about, you know, how long is it going to take to compost in the in the garbage that, that it's going to do that fairly quickly. And so, you know, I applaud your ability to kind of bring this high quality of a tea t- from Africa or some like to call it the motherland all the way over here to the United States and and to do it with, you know, so many different options. How were you able to determine what was going to be your first group of um, teas that you were going to package up and sell to the to the general public? Oh yeah, thank you. So um, after we developed the relationship with the farmers and travel back and forth, and you know uh, know what we uh, we we're working with, so twice a year they will send us fresh harvest, and we will when we do our selection or copying, we do it blind so that that doesn't bias any relationship we have the farm with the farmer or the price of the tea they are selling it for and things like since we I, I know the price of the tea and and what it entails so we do a blind tasting so based on that we are able to say okay this is the tea that we like and then we're able to say okay talk to the communicate back to the farmers and say can you send us this 
and or this or that. And then once that is done, we bring it in. We test it with the water over here also. You know, again, we get some other spring water and test it with it and make sure that it's good. And uh, we will package it and inspect it and, you know, start sharing it with everybody. But it goes through a series of quality testing. We get our COAs and then we also send samples to the lab to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the product that we're get, getting doesn't contain anything that can get, uh, you know, people sick. I mean, if, though tea is uh, very low risk, you know, people had had water to it to make sure that it kills anything. But at the same time, you want to make sure that, you know, what you're getting in is safe and uh, it's good for everybody. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And certainly with that being said, I mean, it, it doesn't make things easier to go through this process, especially when you're shipping it and bringing it over to the United States. What did the pandemic do to you guys as far as from a logistics standpoint, from a supply standpoint? How did that impact your ability to get Ashami off the ground? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we, we started in uh, June of 2020, uh, even though we did use the first four years to do research, which is that's the middle of pandemic when we started, right? So that was a tough one. We were expecting some shipment to come in and we were lucky to get them in on time. But the subsequent shipments, was, they were delayed. So good thing for us, most of our things, doesn't, they, they don't go through California. Uh, they come through Houston. So from Houston port, and then it comes to our warehouse in uh, Gentry, Arkansas. So we would love to host you one of these days so that you can see what we do over there. I'm definitely coming up to visit for sure. So. Absolutely. So yeah. we, we, it was a little interrupted, but fortunately for us, not too bad. Still, we had uh, most of the issues with the tea for our pharmacies. They were harvesting so much tea at that time, but they couldn't ship it out because everything was standstill. Nothing was moving. So the price of tea dropped. Good for the market, but not good for the farmer. But at the same time, nobody can bring anything in as fast as we needed it to be in the uh, in the market. So we find ways to get it uh, moving, and uh, we we have abundant supply right now. And uh, thank God, we don't buy as much because you know you don't want things to stay on the shelf for too long. We want so that's why every six months we are getting fresh supply from our farmers. Otherwise, it's just going to stay there and get stale. And uh, so we need a fresh rotation every six months. So, okay. And, and that's a good question because I, I want to give people a little bit of tea education. You know, and I'm holding here a pouch that you you guys put out, which is, it's kind of, I, I guess it's originally vacuum packed. And then once you open it, the air gets to it. But so just so I understand, and these pouches typically have about 15 pyramid style tea bags in them. What is the shelf life once somebody buys some good tea and then opens up the package. How long does that last? So we're using a base. Uh, so the, the tea you're holding right there is uh, Ashanti Cocoa. So the base for that tea is uh, uh, black tea from Kenya. So the common notion is two years. Uh, uh, but for us, we do a year for our shelf life so that, you know, people don't keep it for too long. But, you know, for 15 bag, it's going to be gone <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right, it's, right. It's, not, it's not like coffee or, you know, you know, but and at the same time, it's it goes real fast. I mean, people drink tea because of the benefit, because of you know, uh, you know, even during the winter right now, a lot of people are drink cupping down tea. Uh, so 
it doesn't stay that long. But to answer your question, it, it's it's a year for us, uh, but the industry says two years. Okay, and that's that's good to know. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. It's hard for like even with my coffee, I, I even mark the date when I get it, when I ground it, because I don't you know after a while it's it's like coffee can't just sit around. I mean, it's, it's just like anything. Anything that comes from the ground has a shelf life to it. So you just need to remember that, right? Certainly processed food, Twinkies, those things will last for forever and a day. But but when you talk about things like this, like the teas that you guys are making, there is definitely a shelf life. And I just wanted to kind of educate people on that. Did you choose some of the different offerings that you have based on the, I guess, the benefit to the, the user? Like, so for instance, you have some naturally caffeine-free teas like rooibos, rooibos, which is my favorite word. And then you have, like you just mentioned, the black tea blend, which is caffeinated. And a lot of people don't realize they can get some high-quality, really good caffeine from just drinking tea. They don't have to drink coffee. And that maybe they don't have the same jitters that they might get from the consumption of coffee versus tea. And that's something to consider. Yes, Absolutely. So tea do have a lot of benefits, you know, uh, and you write about the caffeine level. So, you know, let's say, you know, I'm just trying out a number right there. You know, you have 150 milligrams of uh, caffeine from uh, a cup of your of your coffee. Uh, yep. It's going to be half of that, uh, 75 for uh, your, you know, for your caffeine level in your tea. So you don't get that jitteredness like you talked about in tea. So, you know, the the caffeine slowly stream, uh, you know, stream into your bloodstream. So it gets into your bloodstream. So you are not um, getting all that, you know, high intense, uh, you know, caffeine in your bloodstream. And, and you know, the health benefit is also really great. Depends on what tea you drink. You know, there, there's scientific belief out there, and you know, also traditional belief that you know tea is, you know, has all, all these polyphenols and phytochemicals and antioxidant that will help you keep you strong and uh, keep you, you know, your immune system you know going and prevent you from getting sick so you know that's one thing about africa also we're rich to you know herbs and spices and tea before we you know take any medicine you know like tablet or anything like that you know we, we're able to combine things like you know lemongrass or mint you know any other tea products to clear any respiratory uh, illness before we reach for anything else. So that, that's I put into consideration when I'm making all this blend. So like the, the black tea, it's got some cayenne pepper in there. It's got some, you know, black pepper in there, you know, to help with the, you know, digestion and respiratory things like that. So everything that I'm putting together, I'm considering the health benefit of those ingredients that goes in them. So I, I'm the master blender <laughs> for all the teas. So you know, I'm I'm tasting everything and I'm considering all the benefits of the teas that are ingredients that are going into them. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's great. And I love some of the names that you came up with. Zambia Untamed, which is a naturally caffeine-free rooibos tea blend. And then the Seychelles Serenity, that's quite meta, but uh, naturally caffeine-free rooibos tea blend as well. Tell me where your, your teas are available right now. I know people listening to this that love tea are going to be like, okay, well, how can I find Olu's teas? <laughs> oh yeah, that that's a good one. So we are, um, you know, on uh, we started online on our website www.ashamiteashop.com, and also uh, you can find us, uh, you know, 
walmart.com. You can find us on Amazon, Etsy. We are uh, in, in Northwest Arkansas. You can, you know, Leverage Lounge. I'm not saying it right, but Leverage Lounge. Leverage Lounge, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's, uh, it's another place, a good customer of us. Uh, Cafe 211 at the Bentonville Library is another place you can find us, you know, Bite and Bowl in Springdale. You can find us there. You know, different places, uh, you know, around here. Yeah, just to name a few. Yes. Well, I love that. So definitely walmart.com. Etsy.com, and then, of course, some of those local restaurants. And I, I know as you continue to get out there and get in front of people, you're going to work to get this tea available in a lot of different places. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, listen, as we close out, I, I would love to just talk with you about an event that you just participated in recently. And just to put it out there, you actually won some money in this event. You participated in a food and beverage pitch competition with Curate. And Curate, we had Curate on the podcast recently and just uh, an outstanding organization. And I I wanted to just kind of highlight what has that program done for you and for your business and how have, how has the, the money that you won in the pitch competition helped you to continue to advance Ashami? Yeah. So Curate is a great program. I will encourage people to, whenever the, the spring program is on, I think it's on already or is coming up very soon for people to join and um, take part in that class. So you get to learn a lot about business, how to run your business and be able to also, you know, pick, you know, other entrepreneurs that are in the community, pick their brain and do things with them collaboratively and uh, see how, you know, you, you can grow your business. So that was a great, uh, you know, experience. It was a 10 week program and uh, I learned a lot from there. In the business world, you know, like I said earlier, I, I can make food, I can make beverages, I can make drinks, I can do all that uh, because I've been working in the food industry for quite a, quite some time. But running my own business, I, I, I have no clue. So Curate was able to <laughs> help me in that aspect. So after the course, we had the pitch competition. So I was able to uh, talk about what we do currently and we want to take Ashami to the next level with our packaging. So that gave us the opportunity to win uh, that competition. So that five thousand is already in; it's already rolling uh, for our new packaging that is coming out very soon. So with that packaging, we have a UPC on the package. It's a corrugated box, like a canister, that will keep the product fresh and it lo- it's going to look good on the shelf also. And people can also scan that uh, QR code to be able to trace back where the product is coming from. So if it's coming from a farm in Rwanda, they'll be able to see that farm, know the, the farmers that work on the, the tea that they're drinking and be able to read more about that farmer, be able to read more about the, the farm itself and know what are the process from getting it from the farm to our community over here or around the world is. And also if they want to you know, tip the farmer, they can also tip the farmer on our website and that fund is going to go straight to those farmers. So we'll be able to do more with uh, that uh, 5,000. So we are very appreciative of that. Yeah, man, that's, that's great. I, I was really uh, happy for you and actually everybody that participated did an outstanding job and Curate is a great program, especially for people that are in the food and beverage space here in Northwest Arkansas that are looking for a little more, a little additional help like Ola was and, and how, you know, he, he really, really grew in that 10-week period. So I would encourage anybody listening to this to consider 
checking out curate.co. They will do more cohorts. So if you can't make it for the spring, you could probably look out for them in the fall of 2022. But certainly, uh, I would encourage you to do that because it's an outstanding program. And everybody that participated really benefited from it. So, and Ola, I'm really excited for how you were able to benefit from winning the pitch competition and what that's going to do to the production of your teas here in the United States. So I wish you nothing but the best, man. I just, if people listening to this want to reach out to you, I know on Facebook, you're at Ashami. That's just A-S-A-M-I. On LinkedIn, you're at Asami underscore LLC. So that's A-S-A-M-I underscore L-L-C. And then what's your email address if somebody wants to email you? Yeah, so directly our email is uh, info at ashamiteeshop.com. Okay. And that website address is ashamiteeshop, all one word, dot com. Correct. Perfect. Perfect. Well, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to to just sit down and talk with us today. This was such a rich conversation, and we're really excited for all the good things that you're doing here in Northwest Arkansas. So listen, real quickly, while I have you, what do you like to do here in Northwest Arkansas when you're not busy crafting up the next greatest tea concoction? Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I have time, um, you know, me and the family, will we like to go to, you know, restaurants around here to, you know, see what is what the chefs around here, the, we have some gifted chefs around here. So we, Absolutely. We, we go around to explore. And um, we also, you know, we'll go to the the Walton uh, Center uh, in Fayetteville, Walton Hat uh, Center, you know, to watch any theater or show that is in town. Uh, we, we get to explore that, uh, you know, take a walk around the community and, you know, see what's, you know, we like nature. So we, we get to do that. You know, Arkansas is beautiful, and that's another reason why they call it a natural state, right? So right, we, right. Get to, we get to enjoy that. But, you know, if we're not in town, we, we get to go to the surrounding area because between here and, you know, Texas, where we have some family, we, you know, we can go to Dallas or Houston or go to Kansas City or, you know, Memphis or anywhere around. It's in the five-hour radius. We can do a lot if we're not doing anything around here. So. We get to you know get out of town sometime. Yeah, we miss we're in a great location. We are in a great location. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we miss going to the beach, but you know we take uh, at least uh, once a year to go out to the beach and enjoy. But yeah, yeah. We, we, there's so, so much to do around here also. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Ola Atalola, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We really, really appreciate it. We have you've shared where we can find your teas. You can get them online at walmart.com and so many other places. But we certainly want to pub, pub up Walmart since that's right in our own backyard that you can order the teas. And uh, certainly we want to just encourage everybody to try these teas. You will not be disappointed. They are really good. They are really fresh. And I mean, I'm still looking at the box that Ola shared with me a couple of weeks ago. And as I shared with them before we started recording this, my kids love tea and they devoured this tea. They left very little for their mother and I to enjoy. But needless to say, you've got a customer for life in us. And I hope that people listening to this episode decide to try out Ashami tea. You will not be disappointed. So thank you again. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. 
You can also listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. Please consider following the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it, and please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. We'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.